Welcome, everybody. This is a new episode of the Bitcoin Source. We have Carol here. Um, Carol, could you introduce yourself to the audience to let people know who you are? Sure. Thank you for having me here. My name is Carol Souza. I'm co-founder of Area Bitcoin, a Bitcoin ad tech uh, from Brazil. We educate Brazilians about Bitcoin, uh, how to start it uh, safely. We have free content on YouTube, Instagram, articles, newsletters, um, Telegram with news and also paid content. And amazing to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And our mission is to help everyone uh, that connects to us, even through social media, no matter the way people find to get to us, to our Bitcoin, our mission is to help them to get out of the fiat mindset. This is our mission with Area Bitcoin. Yes, thank you for that introduction. And I'm super excited to have this conversation today, Carol, for a number of reasons. But, you know, what is so beautiful about Bitcoin is how people kind of come about learning about it, how they source their knowledge. And I've always asked people this question. This is always my first running question that I give people. Everybody that watches the show is familiar with this. So I'm here to ask you now, like, how did you get started in Bitcoin? I know that you were a dentist before. I saw like an episode where you talked about that, which I think is super cool because you're going from an industry that guaranteed you can make a lot of money, always have a good career. And then you kind of go into this disruptive technology called Bitcoin. And then you just start teaching and educating people, which you find more um, fruitful and happy for you. So I just want to know, like, how did you kind of go about in your humble beginnings learning about Bitcoin? Yes, I used to be a dentist. I had a clinic, a dentistry clinic with my partner in our Bitcoin. She was my business partner as well in the clinic. And my journey with Bitcoin started right there. We wanted to accept Bitcoin as payment and we didn't find how to do it exactly in the way we wanted, like how a merchant could accept Bitcoin. So we started to find the answer, started to study. And as we were studying, we a question uh, getting to our minds. So if we need this kind of information, if this is a necessity for us, maybe other merchants and other people would benefit from us to share this uh, to the world. So that's how we started to educate about Bitcoin. At that time, I was completely mad with the um, POS machine, the fees that they charged us. And I thought, well, maybe someone would want to pay with Bitcoin. At that time, it was 2019. Uh, Lightning was not so popular, was right uh, becoming popular, but not so much as it is now. Uh, at that time, we were trying to accept Bitcoin on chain. We wanted to our clients to pay us in Bitcoin. Unfortunately, no one uh, paid us, but that was the start for us to start to create content about Bitcoin and educating. Um, our social medias and our business started to grow. And that's when we I gave up the dentistry. I had the clinic and the public health career, but I fell in love with Bitcoin and I thought, Dentistry will be there forever. I can come back if everything uh, goes wrong. If, I don't know if we get not no success, but fortunately it went well. I gave up dentistry and I was part of the story. And that's it. I said the dentistry started our my journey and ended with Bitcoin. Nice, nice. And there was something you said there where you talked about accepting Bitcoin on chain and for the audience out there, that might be confused on chain necessarily means that you are getting your Bitcoin directly from the Bitcoin blockchain. And a lot of times people don't like to do that because it takes longer. 
Um, it's a 10 minute block interval. So it might take you 10 or 15 minutes on chain to get it if it's a large amount of Bitcoin. But I think in Brazil and in a lot of Latin American countries and African countries, um, people want that instant payment, right? So lightning is obviously better for that because you can get that payment in 30 seconds or five minutes, two minutes, depending on how long it takes, but it's always a lot faster than on-chain. And that's probably why you didn't get a lot of clientele at the time, because a lot of the mobile cell phones in Brazil and in other places in South America all use applications. So if people can't go on their app, pay something and get like an, a response very quickly, they're going to be more turned off from it. I could be wrong, but I think that's probably what the issue was originally. Yeah, that's that's one of the issues. And uh, at that time, the usability and the will to pay in Bitcoin was not so strong. At that time, when we started to, to uh, reach out merchants or even to talk to Bitcoiners about paying with Bitcoin, there was a big trauma about the Bitcoin Cash and all the uh, fork wars from the past, from 2015 and 2017. So to pay in Bitcoin at that time was something not so comfortable. And now it's amazing that everything changed, even with uh, El Salvador. Everyone started to see Bitcoin as a currency. And it was obvious the how it is easy to do it. And when we go to El Salvador and see uh, a lot of merchants accepting and even other places that in Brazil started to accept later on, uh, it became more clear. But at that time, it was a little difficult, difficult for us to start to create content about usability. Now there's a lot of content about it. And then that's why we, when we started to create content was about usability. And then we get a little back and started to create about the Bitcoin fundamentals, the scarcity and blockchain and the Satoshi history, why Bitcoin was created, why fiat is bad. So that necessity was uh, the base for us to to help people to accept Bitcoin and to hold, to hodl Bitcoin. So we see it right now like a stairs of knowledge. So we need to find value in Bitcoin, see how fiat is bad for your uh, wealth and for your freedom and for your sovereignty. So then you want to use it as money and start to go into the Bitcoin mi mindset. Hmm, Carol, you know, what's interesting is that when I traverse um, social media or I go on Instagram, I always see like these two Brazilian women with bright smiles, like talking about Bitcoin in Portuguese. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Let me hit the translation button so I can uh, read the, the caption to see what they're actually talking about. But what I'm trying to get at is um, I love to see women in the space educating people about Bitcoin. I think it's super important. Um, women always have a different insight, a different ability to communicate ideas to people. And I just love what you and your um, business partner is doing as far as area Bitcoin. But I, what I want the audience to know is like, can you explain what area Bitcoin is and how is it educating Brazilians on cryptocurrency at the moment? Sure. Uh, area Bitcoin is... Um a knowledge platform to get out of opt out of the fiat mindset. And now we have um, a structure where we try to do it step by step, because what we see is that there's a lot of free content, good content, but is spread across the Internet. And we feel the necessity to create trails of uh, knowledge, trails of educating educational process, because normally the newbies, they get into the space 
and they go to a lot of cryptocurrencies and even into scams because they don't know where to find safe educational uh, content where there's no intention to uh, incentivize scams or uh, insecurity ways to store Bitcoin. So this is the way we think it's more um, uh, healthy to start to learn. So you create the Bitcoin fundamentals and go to point A to point B, there is a sovereignty and we, we create those steps in a lot of areas because now we see that Bitcoin connects to a lot of, of areas. Can be wealth, money, can be health, can be privacy, can be digital education. That is something you need even before you start to learn about Bitcoin. There's a big difficulty here in Brazil, digital education, uh, some people have access to digital education, others don't have even a computer at their homes. So we need to, to deal with all of the kinds of situation. So we are here to help even from the digital basis, the digital education basis, until someone became a Bitcoiner with a multi-sig in a cold wallet with all the uh, safety and privacy that the, the student wants. So this is what we want to be, a platform to help people to get into the Bitcoin standard. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what me and Kakar are trying to do. That's why we're so passionate and happy because we see a beautiful perspective into Bitcoin. If Bitcoin didn't exist, maybe we wouldn't have the hope we have right now. And that's what keeps us pretty happy and excited with the future and excited with all of the people we, we can reach and that can get a better life through Bitcoin and uh, with this knowledge and can it can be spread across yeah. the world. And you know what's interesting about Brazil, and I might have mentioned this before, but um, I do a lot of writing around, you know, blockchain technology, Bitcoin technology, and I always tell people how important the mobile cell phone is. And in a country like Brazil, so many people's lives are revolving around the cell phone. It's even to the point where, you know, cell phone theft is crazy in Brazil. And it's like that cell phone is like gold to some people. And I think what you and your business partner are doing with Area Bitcoin is so important because, like you said, a lot of people don't have access to the Internet. They don't have a computer. Some don't have a cell phone to actually look at this content that you guys are putting out there and to be educated about Bitcoin. But I think very soon the Internet is going to become something that everybody's going to have access to and it's going to start through the mobile phone. So I think that what Area Bitcoin is doing is very, very important. And I think that content is always king. So every episode, every lesson that you guys teach is recorded, is stored somewhere. People will always have access to it. And I think that in the long term, on loan time preference, people are definitely, especially Brazilians, are going to be looking for educators in this space that they trust and can actually help them learn about Bitcoin, especially as the price goes up, more countries start to adopt it and take it in as a form of digital currency. You know, Brazil will be one of those places in South America that people will really be wow. like, Bitcoin has been you know, opened up by the government, new bank, some of these different banks in Brazil have just accepted Bitcoin outright. And I think that people are going to start to really pay attention to it more and more. And Area Bitcoin is going to help them to do so. Yeah, that's what we're willing to do. And here in Brazil, we have a lot of histories um, about our hyperinflation and confiscation. But Brazilians don't seem to 
so do not remember those stuffs stuffs all of this happened mostly in the 80s so we try to remember all these events and why bitcoin matters because right now we have a currency called hell and hell has 25 years old but already lost like 85 percent of its value and brazil is the second place in the world in google search about bitcoin the first one is united states and the second one second one is brazil so we have a lot of interest uh, bitcoin is something that brazilians are really interested but this is a good a good thing but also there's a bad side of it because there's a lot of scams a lot of ponzi a lot of banks uh, trying to steal the narrative steal uh, people to put bit buy bitcoin their app but you can't withdraw the bitcoin from their app it's like paper bitcoin so there's a lot of education to be done and it's with these players we have to to compete every bitcoin has to compete because if players institutions corporations banks that offers paper bitcoin that people can't withdraw uh, access brazilians the people people will think that this is Bitcoin, but this is not Bitcoin. So this is our biggest challenge to show people that Bitcoin is not something inside a bank. This is fiat. This is a paper. You don't know if it's real Bitcoin, but they can yeah. have Bitcoin in their cell phones. They can they can have a wallet. And this is freedom for, for Brazilians. And they've always been on the forefront of this Bitcoin adoption. But what I want to know from you, Carol, is, you know, you've been in Brazil a long time and you've seen the different changes from using fiat currency to even going into the cryptocurrency realm. But how has Brazil changed since it kind of put out this Bitcoin ETF and has legalized Bitcoin as payment for companies in the country? It changed a lot. Um, a lot of banks, as I said, a lot of companies trying to do marketing through Bitcoin. But in this idea, oh, you can receive Bitcoin from us. You have cash back in Bitcoin with us. But you can't withdraw. So this is the. Um, there's a lot of a, a lot of noise in what what Bitcoin is and what is not. And Bitcoin ETF was a good thing because it brought uh, more visibility to Bitcoin. Some uh, financial institutions started to look at it and not more to fight against Bitcoin. Now they have a product in their portfolio to offer to to their clients. So the um, Bitcoin has no intrinsic value, uh, the narrative just ended around here. Of course, there are Bitcoin haters, but they are few. This helped a lot to educate, but now the, but now the challenge is to show that Bitcoin inside a bank, inside an ETF is not real Bitcoin, it's, it's a paper. So um, people are interested, but the cycles are, are are a funny thing because when price goes up, everybody wants to learn about Bitcoin. It's a good thing. Everybody is excited. But when the price goes down, people don't want to hear more. If you say, ah, oh, I'm a Bitcoin educator, people say, hmm, ah, but it's dropped a lot, right? So they don't remember that it, it is a cycle. The Bitcoin has cycles and this already happened in 2017, 2014, and this is normal. And the Big po the biggest pyramids happen happened here in Brazil. We have one that took like 10 billion reais, like $2 billion. So Brazilians are afraid because of these scams. 
So we have um, good things and bad things, but the the CBDC is the, our next challenge. So our central bank is developing a CBDC and connecting with other protocols. So we need to educate more people about Bitcoin and to differentiate CBDCs from Bitcoin that it's not the same thing. And I think the CBDC route is going to tie into the taxes, right? Because of course, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. There's only so many Satoshis that you can divide up for each citizen. Um, I think Brazil has over you know, 200 million people living in just the certain areas or certain cities in, in the country. So that's a lot of people. A lot of people are in poverty. A lot of people need help. They need resources. And I think the government is kind of using the corruption and some of the you know lack of financial education to kind of push in the CBDC, which of course, Bitcoiners are against. But I wanted to ask you, Carol, about taxes, right? They're one of the biggest hurdles that people in America, Brazil, Europe are dealing with when it comes to cryptocurrency. Does your platform teach citizens of Brazil about the non-tax structure with Bitcoin in Brazil, or do you guys kind of just you know, allow certified like, accountants or people in the country to actually teach them, or do you add that as a part of Area Bitcoin's curriculum? Yeah, in into our platform, we have some classes about taxes. Um, here we have a specific regulation. When you sell Bitcoin, and it's if it's over 30,000 reais, it would be like uh, $6,000, you, you need to pay taxes. But if you negotiate under this this value, you don't have to pay taxes. You just need to notice the Brazilian IRS that you have Bitcoin. They just want to know that you have Bitcoin. And our orientation is if you don't want to pay taxes, don't negotiate over 30,000 reais and you won't pay it. So this is a necessity of our students. We orientate, orientate in this um, direction. And it's going to become harder with CBDCs. But even before CBDCs, Brazilian already had a, a thing called PIX. It was created in 2020. And it, it's kind of a digital payment, but inside banks. And it, it was like a test flight for CBDC. And with the CBDCs and PIX connected to exchanges that have, they already um, collect all your data, the Brazilian exchanges, it's KYC is uh, obligatory in Brazil. So if you do any negotiation inside an exchange, you already have KYC. They already know how much you bought, how much you withdraw. And with this bank system and CBDC and PIX, it will be easier to, to tax Brazilians. So this is something we need to, to discuss a lot more. It, our regulation is starting to be put out in the, in the streets. In this regulation, Bitcoin um, uh, Bitcoin exchange will have to report uh, addresses where clients withdraw Bitcoin. So this is something concerning for us. And we need to find ways and platforms where we can negotiate peer-to-peer. -peer. That's why peer-to-peer -peer is, is so important. You can exchange a product directly in Bitcoin. You can create a circular economy where you are no longer dependent on the fiat system and this structure. Remittances, right? So in Brazil, of course, you have a lot of people that live abroad, whether they're in America, Europe, wherever, and they obviously help their family back in Brazil through remittances, through sending um, transfers. A lot of people use Western Union and things like that. But of course, we know Western Union is very slow. They charge a lot of fees. 
So because Bitcoin is more ubiquitous in Brazil than some other places, have you seen remittances actually start to benefit the people in Brazil that might have family members in America that's actually sending money back to them? Um, I don't see in real life so many histories about uh, remittances ha helping Brazilians that are abroad. I see in other countries, this is more common that uh, some families go to other countries and send remittances in Bitcoin. In Brazil, I don't see that much uh, as in other places, but it could could happen. I don't have a number of remittances that happen in Brazil right now, but what we see, it's a lot of um, motivation to implement Bitcoin business and products and uh, programs like Jericoacoara, there's a Bitcoin beach over there, like Vintune, they are helping to create Bitcoin devs. So educational project, business development, a lot of speculation, but remittances are not something so big in Brazil in percentage as it is in other countries. Nice. That's kind of good to hear because a lot of times I think countries are finding ways to keep their citizens in the country. So when they they make remittances kind of be ubiquitous, it's kind of helping people to stay in Brazil instead of trying to go abroad so they can just use their family members to send them money so they can stay in the country. But it's also beautiful to hear that the people are doing the opposite in Brazil. And instead of trying to use that for remittances, they're actually building an ecosystem and an infrastructure of Bitcoin circular economy in the country of Brazil, which I think in the long run is going to be a lot more helpful than actually giving remittances. So um, thank you, Carol, for giving me that insight. And I think a lot of people that watch this show will really want to know about um, is Bitcoin actually really working in Brazil? And it sounds like it is if they're actually using it to build companies. Yeah. And this is growing uh, a lot since El Salvador. It was a huge inspiration for a lot of Bitcoin beaches uh, across the world. So I'm seeing here in, in Latin America, not just in Brazil, but other spots of Bitcoin beaches trying to bring this culture. And it's amazing to see other business starting to accept Bitcoin over lightning or just wanting to receive and hodl because uh, before El Salvador and like when we started 2019, people wanted to receive in Bitcoin. Okay, I'm curious, but they converted into reais. But now we see more and more merchants wanting to accept and to, to hodl that that Satoshi is they receive it as payment. So this is a transformation. It's not something that's happening fast, but slowly it's becoming a movement, a Bitcoin circular economy, and I hope it grows. Here our central bank, it's uh, open to, to Bitcoin and uh, technology, but also it's a government, it's a central bank, has its own uh, priorities. So we need to keep our, our eye and keep uh, vigiating all that is happening into the government. For all the young Brazilians out there, the young women in Brazil that might be looking for a career, looking to change their lives and to actually use Bitcoin to better themselves, what would be the best piece of advice you would give them right now in 2023 about going about becoming an educator, whether it's a dentist or any goal that they want to reach? Um, how would you give the best advice to a Brazilian in 2023 right now? Just start because Bitcoin's a journey. It's a rabbit hole that never ends. Maybe you'll be interested in Bitcoin as a, I don't know, a job, a career or studying 
blockchain or technology or, or you want to study about sound money or scarcity or I don't know, a lot of subjects that Bitcoin uh, brings to us, but it starts. You will find other connections in the way or other ways to contribute, other ways to start or even start a new job, a new company or have a big idea that is really needed. There's a lot of necessity for devs, for people that program Bitcoin Lightning, all, all, all of these uh, new protocols that are coming into Bitcoin Layer 2. And this is a big necessity. So if young girls that want to work into Bitcoin, uh, programmers will be a huge necessity. This would be one part that I'm seeing a lot, but there's a lot, there's a lot to do. Just start and you find a way to help to hyper-Bitcoinize the world, the Brazil and your city, your family, everyone that you talk and you discuss about Bitcoin. It's a maturation of the process that is a domino effect of knowledge. So this is the way we keep growing knowledge, help others, help our family and be turn from fiat mindset to a Bitcoin mindset. Awesome advice. Awesome advice. Um, Carol, this conversation has been great. I really learned a lot. Um, I hope to have you back on at some point again so we can talk more about Bitcoin in Brazil. But before you go, can you give people your social media handles and any last words that you want to give the audience before we leave this episode out? Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to connect to you, the Bitcoin source. And uh, our social medias are Aria Bitcoin in YouTube, um, Aria Bitcoin in uh, Twitter, Aria.Bitcoin in Instagram. You can search for me, Carol underline Bitcoin in Twitter. And my mes uh, last message would be keep focusing on Bitcoin, low time preference, and everything will be okay. Yes. Once again, thank you, Carol, for being on the Bitcoin source. Have a good one.